0: Going on, Flames Nation, we are 24 hours removed from one heck of a Tuesday night football game, and we have an incredible show planned for you this evening. I am Richie Longshots, and I am joined by a gentleman who is the furthest thing from a casual Liberty football fan, and that is Mr. John Manson. John, 24 hours away from the Jacksonville State game. How are you feeling?
1: 6-0, and oh, as our buddy Ray in the chat saying, woo, let's get it. Go Flames. Uh, big time Ric Flair energy,
0: uh, I think, coming off of, of last night. Uh, keeping our O, as the kids say these days. Uh, and, John, it wasn't pretty to start off. I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say, yep, those uh, first 10 plays went exactly uh, as they were expected. But as, as the game went on, uh, Liberty found their stride. And and we mentioned this on our pregame live show that we did. But John, you're used to watching games in the press box. Tell us a little about uh, about your experience watching this game from your living room and how it was different uh, for you and then maybe some things that you noticed as a fan from your, your couch.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's much different, as I kind of said in our pregame chat and maybe mentioned on the podcast last, last week that this is the – well, actually, it wasn't last week. It was about five days ago. So we're doing this on short rest too. So uh, the, the Flames got it done on short rest. We'll get it done on short rest as well too. But uh, it is my first time not going to a game in person in, in over a year. So uh, I'm unused to that, and I don't like that. Uh, I did not sit on my couch. I couldn't sit still. Uh, it was a lot of pacing. The evening went by, as I mentioned on the pregame show, uh, the evening went by very slowly and timeouts were excruciatingly long. Uh, they don't seem to be that long when you're there at the game and and in the press box, but uh, it it was very nervous, uh, very nerve wracking there. I think one time you, you text me, Richie's like, John, calm down, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, but, but it was good that second half. Uh, calmed all of our nerves, I believed, and, and only got us uh, hyped up. But uh, big win, excited for it, and uh, I'm almost as excited for tonight's show as I am for the Flames starting out 6-0. and Hey, look, that rhymed. I didn't even plan that.
0: Now, look it. You're a poet, and you didn't even know it. But, yes, uh, exciting show, John has alluded. We are going to be joined uh, in about a little less than five minutes by head coach, jamie chadwell and uh super excited that you are joining us all of our fans uh everyone checking uh, us out this evening whether it's live youtube twitter facebook like subscribe uh, all that fun stuff that goes along.
1: Yeah, I've noticed it. our subscribers have been uh, rising up there on the YouTube charts, and and that goes a long way to make sure that that uh, you see get all the notifications when uh, we go live. I mean, we're doing the live post game uh, press conferences, live uh, weekly press conferences with Coach Chadwell, as well as our show uh, e- each and every week, and and we'll continue this on into uh, into the uh, season and into uh, basketball season, and. And uh, so make sure you subscribe to us over there and, and like the show and, and give us a rating. I think we had a contest going on uh, over the mm-hmm. past week for a uh, five-star rating. So appreciate that. And, and, and again, it, it helps you uh, be notified when we're uh, having a show. And then uh, you can also share that with your friends and, and let your fellow flame fans uh, know about the show.
0: Exactly. You know, we love the opportunity to get to, to talk Liberty with all of you and, uh, funny kind of story b- behind the scenes. I remember when I was a student in, what, 2011, John, when you started at Sea of Red?
1: 2012. I remember,
0: yeah, 2012, and I remember thinking, like, wow, like this is so cool. This is this is what big schools have, where they talk about recruiting and they blog about the games, uh, and you know, for, for this to c- continue on uh, 11 years later is absolutely awesome. But, John, it's a big night for the Kool-Aid drinkers. I have never professed myself. Uh, to be a big Kool-Aid drinker, but John, so what do you get? You got oh. some
1: Kool-Aid there f- with you, man.
0: I got a little bit, John. Tell me a little bit about uh, you know this season so far, six and zero. Oh, how's it happened? <laughs>
1: well, this, this is something else. Hopefully, you guys are watching Richie, the man, long shots is uh going in on some some kool-aid and spilling a little bit hopefully his wife doesn't get mad i think he was i think she was painting the the living room wow that took about three seconds wasn't your wife painting the living room on uh was it last night before the game uh hopefully not yeah. you didn't, you didn't me- mess anything up that she uh no. getting get any red uh kool-aid stains on the wall or anything but uh no, how are we I'm, feeling I'm, now
0: <laughs> i'm feeling great i can't honest to god i can't remember the last time i had a kool-aid a lot more sugar uh, then I realized, but you know what? I'm amped up because we're six and zero, and that means we're going bowling.
1: Yeah, we are bowl eligible, and uh, I like the way Coach Chadwell said that um, mm-hmm. after the game, and he said it in the in in the post game press conference, and then also in the locker room. Is uh, he said it, it's it's a is a step in in the on the way to the promised land, right? It's a step Mm -hmm. towards where the flames want to go. It's, it's something that should be celebrated and acknowledged, but it's not the end goal. And and I think that's huge, uh, especially as we're into this, uh, you know, uh, conference USA now, I mean, it's no more, Get six wins, get bowl eligible, and then what else do you have to play for? No, we've got a lot to play for, conference championship aspirations. Every game kind of builds on itself, and uh, that that win was huge last night. As you can see, if you're watching live uh, or or watching the replay on YouTube, Uh, we rose 11 spots from 68 up to 57 in the FPI rankings. Uh, That's the highest in Conference USA. Western Kentucky is currently second at 83rd. They're off this week. They play Jacksonville State on Tuesday night. And then um, Liberty is also, I believe, the fifth-ranked, maybe the fourth-ranked. I have to go back and uh, double-check. Highest-ranked non-Power 5, highest-ranked G5 team, uh, top five in in the G5 in the FPI rankings. Also, as we said, higher than any Conference USA team, higher than any Sunbelt team, higher than any MAC team. The Flames have got it rolling and uh, Coach Chadwell, which we will have on, as you mentioned in just a few minutes, um, huge, huge. What he has been able to do for this program, we're going to ask him about that. Uh, getting, you know, six and zero. Did he expect that to happen? But let's touch on that uh, game a little bit, uh, Richie, from from last night. Huge game. You mentioned the the big uh, kind of flip the script in in the second half, and and what I love to see uh, as you see some of the yards uh, or stats there from the game on the screen from last night is liberty just you know went to work like uh handed the ball off to quentin cooley 28 carries he had over 150 rushing yards two touchdowns his first career two touchdown game and and it wasn't for a lack of trying by jacksonville state i mean they were loading the bot not not with eight guys most of the time they had nine or Mm ten guys loading the box and i was like Okay, we, we're setting ourselves up for a play action to go deep to CJ Daniels or an Elijah Smoot or or Sibley or something like that, which we took a couple of shot plays, but no. Uh OC Willie Corn was just like, hand the ball off. Our big boys against your big boys. They're not gonna stop it. They know what's coming and they still can't stop it. I mean, Cooley was getting four, five, six yards, a touch. Uh it it was, it was something to it was a sight to behold. And actually uh tech, text you and, and Chad and some of the others. Uh, when we got the ball, when we were up, what, 24 to 13 with like 14 minutes left in the game, I texted you guys. I said, end it now. Yeah. And little did I know the team would go on a, what was it, a 16-play, 79-yard mm-hmm. drive that took nearly 10 minutes. And But once they punched that in, the, the touchdown there to make it 31-13 with about four minutes left in the game, it was over. The game was over. Flames are six and zero, and we're moving on to Middle Tennessee.
0: And and the one thing that surprised me, John, we talked about this on Sunday night. We said how Liberty was a first half team over the the, the previous few games, and Jacksonville State was a second half team, and that flip flopped. We got off to a slow start. They came out seven nothing lead, uh, had opportunities for points. They missed a field goal, uh, but the second half Liberty came alive. So it was kind of like a all right. This, we made this work. You know, uh, you look at that time of possession, 15 minutes more. That's an entire quarter's worth of football. And a lot of that was because of those sustained drives, where it was handed to Cooley, three, four yards, cloud of dust, foot in the dirt, make it happen. A big thing that we talked about too Sunday and a little bit last night before the game was special teams. Um, That first field goal, I didn't think it went through the uprights. However, my viewpoint was probably a little different than the referees uh, there, but I thought it was great to see that that Coach Chadwell gave him a shot to, hey, get out there. Uh, ball was center of the hash, was able to just put it right down Broadway. Uh, thoughts well, on that, John?
1: Well, I don't think it went right down Broadway. He he got it in <laughs> between the uprights. and It went through. It it went through, and actually, I, I was watching some of the replay uh, today, and I, I watched the replay of that kick, and I like you, I didn't think he m- made that field goal. Uh, he kicked it so high that it didn't really go in between the uprights; it went over the uprights. Yeah. Uh, but in w- watching it live, I was like, "Oh no, it's on the outside," and maybe that was just, you know being scared and nervous but watching it back it was on the inside of the upright so so the ref uh, had a good look at it but uh yeah it was good to see him hit that kick i'm glad it didn't come down to a fourth quarter kick uh hopefully he can get a few more reps in live game reps to uh talking about nick brown the kicker to um you know kind of feel you know build up that confidence again I mean he obviously had a rough week a week ago uh, against Sam Houston but to see a kick go through that that's huge and and uh yeah time of possession was huge also the uh the rushing just just being able to basically manhandle uh Jacksonville State uh was was really good to see and, and a lot of fun
0: yeah that offensive line man you know had some injuries this year with with, with Brendan hurt before the season started there were some question marks and just how far that entire unit has come from three years ago when it was an absolute liability. Malik was running around uh, like a chicken with his head cut off trying to make plays, and now that being uh, a strong point of the team really I think has been uh, one of the the highlights over the last few years. So we have a graphic uh, on the screen uh, from Coach Colton Corn, Chief of Staff, correct?
1: Uh, no, he's uh, director... Of- what is his t- official title? Is he director of player personnel? Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, he he is the brother uh, of the uh, Co O C, Willie Korn. But uh, yeah, I mean, Colton is the hype beast on, on mm-hmm. Liberty Twitter, and uh, he's always coming out with some great stats and, and tweeting them out post game. But uh, Liberty, you know, so ranks there in the explosive plays, rushing yards per game. Uh, Liberty was entering the game last night, second. Uh, in the in the country, in rushing yards per game, uh, time of possessions up there as well too. So uh, you, you know, it, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's different than what we're used to. Uh, but I think that's something we talked about in the preseason is. Uh, can you know? Could could this Liberty team rely on that ground game? Get behind those uh, big bruisers on the offensive line and and utilize those running backs? And that's something we haven't talked about. We were talking about a lot on Sunday night. Is is the running backs? And obviously Von Blues out for a while uh, with the injury, and then Quentin Cooley got banged up against Sam Houston, and then also Billy Lucas didn't play, uh, you know, against Sam Houston. But both of those guys were were uh, out there, and, and we talked about Cooley already, and. And uh, look good. But anyways, Richie, I think w- we ready with our uh, our special guest tonight. we're We're
0: getting the thumbs up from producer three thousand. so roll, roll the tape. Let's bring him in. Coach Chadwell, what's going on? We are so happy that you have joined us. This evening, a mere twenty-four hours after uh, an awesome victory last night, but Coach, our first question—we are going to kick it over to some some big-time fans of yours from North Carolina. Producer three thousand, uh, bring in Dennis and Reagan. They got a question
2: for you. Hey, Coach Chadra, what's your favorite game day food?
3: My favorite game day food—anything uh, Dennis provides. <laughs> <laughs> So, so our, our game day food actually stays the same all, all year round. So we have our, we have our pregame meal. Uh, if, if it's a, if it's a breakfast, if it's an early game, it'll be some pancakes some chicken and some sausage and stuff. And then if it's uh if it's a later game, then we have grilled chicken, green beans, carrots, uh, salad, and meatballs. So that's what we eat every game day. Now, if that, that's mm-hmm. not my choice, that's nutritious. If it was up to me, I'd probably have something a little bit. <laughs> like talking like, there you go
0: oh well thank you so much uh Dennis and Reagan. and again coach uh thank you for joining coach first question how we feeling tonight we're coming off uh, a, a great win got off to a bit of a slow start something we haven't really seen a bunch but talk about what what changed were there any big plays that kind of you thought shifted momentum as Liberty kind of moved on and 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 uh, kind of expanded that lead uh throughout the second half.
3: Well, uh, I thought getting you know, getting the interception right there before halftime was big. Obviously, we 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 started figuring it out a little bit there in the second quarter. I think in the first quarter, um, <clears throat> we probably had a couple of chances actually to have some bigger plays and maybe we just didn't execute it. And they, you know, they were flying around, uh, and then we, you know, we driving and we get a we get a penalty and a turnover, and it looks like they're going to have a chance to score, and then we knew they were going to get the ball. I thought that interception right before halftime was big, stopped the momentum, uh, and then we were able to get uh, the ball back. I think they I think they went a six and out right away and then be able to drive down and get a touchdown. I think that whole interception, first drive, stop them, and us being able to score on the first drive, I think that completely changed the whole uh, momentum. I don't want to say belief, but just gave it, put it on our side, and we never let go of it.
1: Well, Coach Chadwell, first of all, I want to say uh, thank you for joining us. It's an honor and privilege to, to have you with us. And, and congrats on the 6-0 and start. Uh, but I want, to, I want to ask you about that. As the head coach, uh, are you able to enjoy that, take a deep breath and, and enjoy being 6-0? and Or are you, okay, what's Middle Tennessee looking like? Are you able to enjoy it a little bit?
3: I always enjoy it in the moment. You know, I, I think you have to. I think it, it's so hard to, it's so hard to win and there's a fine line to win and it's hard to do. And, and so, you know, those, those celebrations are for the players, but they're just as much for the coaches as well, you know, cause you put a lot into it. And, and so we, we enjoy the hound out of it, uh, that, that night or whatever that day. And then as you watch the game the next, you know, next morning or whatever it is, you enjoy it. And then you have to, you know, mindset wise, you have to, You have to move on to it and uh and so you know that's how you're that's how you're wired in the sport of football from a player and anything it's just on to the next on the next but uh those celebrations are as i said are just as much for us as well because we 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 enjoy seeing our our players play well and when you go out there and you uh like last night you're able to impose your will on both sides of the ball there's nothing better than that and that was and so we were pretty excited about last night but we're You know, we're only as good as our last game, so we got to move forward.
0: So, Coach Chadwell, you mentioned the
3: celebrations, and I
0: remember after the Bowling Green game, uh, seeing on Twitter all the stuff that was going on uh, in the locker room after the game. There's chicken wings flying everywhere. There's a microphone. uh, Everyone's doing chants, and that's become such a big part, I think, of the fans getting to watch that. We're looking forward to that. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, tell us a little about strike the stone. Where did that come from, and all of that that leads into that? Because I'm not going to lie, this morning when I was uh, when I woke up and I was like, "The flames went higher, higher, higher!" Oh, strike the stone! My wife was like, "What did you just do?" It's 5:30 in the morning. Uh, so, tell us a little bit. Which is bit about, about what that. time we got in last
3: night? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the the championships came from actually a, a loss. Uh, 2014, we we're at Charleston Southern, and we started five and zero and played Vanderbilt and got beat by vanderbilt by one point point. and then the next week we allowed that one point loss to beat us the next week as well to presbyterian college and, and so we thought we were pretty good and so that off season we decided you know we, we need to treat every game like it's a championship game and it, and it's got to be that type of focus and intensity and so um we came up with where we assigned coaches each each assignment every coach has a, a team uh, and out of the twelve games, and they they pick what championship we play for. I come up with sort of the theme as far as what our word is, you know, what our word for the week is, and then but they come up with a theme. So, um, you know, the chicken wing one was uh, Buffalo. I think Buffalo was stomp the Bulls, and then the uh, Bowling Greens. Something with the I don't know what I can't remember what exactly what it was, but they come up with it. The players, you know, we whether we play for a trophy or we play for a mask or whatever it may be. And you come up with that. And and one, the coaches love being a part of it. Two, the players look forward to it every time we display, hey, what's coming next? Right. What's coming next? Um and so that that's it's sort of taking a mind of his own and it's 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 fun. I I enjoy seeing who comes up with what. Like Coach Isaac has this one. Coach Isaac does a really good job with his typically. And uh and so I can't wait to see what it is. Um uh, the strike the stone actually started when I was the head coach at North Greenville, and you know, you um growing up watching college football you know you Frank memory Virginia Tech they had the they had the you know the, the lunch lunch kale, lunch pail, right and you had the hard mm-hmm. hat and all you know some of those things and all these people had these different type of things we wanted to come up with uh, a story that we could identify with as far as focusing on uh, not the results of the game but what it takes to get the results. And that whole strike the strong mentality, you know, there's a story behind it and and it's about, it's uh, about this uh, immigrant that goes to California back in the 1840s to find gold. And when all the gold rush happened and he found this big stone and he, and he had his hammer and he went out and hit 1,531 wax and he quit and got disgruntled and stopped. Next morning, somebody came by, saw the hammer, picked it up, hit it. And it was the largest gold deposit found up to that time. And the whole mindset was you just got to keep striking. You can't focus on the end focusing on what it takes until the job gets done, and that was as we started that there, uh, and that's been our our identity of our program. We keep striking; we we don't doubt. We keep believing, and, and even if things look rough, we're gonna keep doing it. You know, in Sam Houston game, it looked uh, seven shots or six shots inside the 13 yard line, whatever it was. You know, you just keep striking. You know, keep doing it. And That's that's we've rallied around that, and our, our our program's mantra. That's our mantra. That's what we're built on, and everything that we do from an off season standpoint. Uh, is geared towards that mindset and focusing on, on just continue to keep, keep striking and don't, don't worry about what the scoreboard says. We'll look up at the end and see if it's on the flame side.
1: Well, so far it's it's all been on the flame side, and uh, that's been a lot of fun so far this year. Long way to go; we're about halfway through the season. But we've talked a lot about, you know, uh, all the turnover this team has had going back to last season. You know, obviously a new coaching staff and and about fifty percent roster turnover. And 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 I, what I'm wondering is, during training camp, did you think the team had? the potential to to be as good as as it's been and and maybe not just be this good but to be this good this early uh and, and get out to a, to a start like you know 6 and 0 start to the season
3: well i think you always believe you got a chance to win them all you know if you, if if you don't if you don't believe that then uh your players won't believe that either you know and, and i think i think we had a chance to be good i think we can be great uh we're not there yet we've still got some things that this team needs to continue to work on and we're not going to continue to trust, but uh, you saw there's pieces in place, even with, even with all the roster, turnover, the people we brought in, we thought, Hey, these, all these people we brought in have a chance to help us, you know, um, and they've done it at other places, whether they've done it at a lower level where they've been, you know, a, a key backup or something at a higher level, at least they, they've been in and experienced. And then, you know, the guys that have been here before uh, the ones that are playing have played quite a bit. And so our, our whole job was can we get them to come together and buy into the way we want to do things, you know. And, and to me, that was always going to be the determining factor whether we had a chance to be good or not. Because uh, when you take over any program, it's challenging. Um, it's even harder taking over a winning program because when, when you've won and you've won the way – uh, previous coaching staff did it. And then, hey, coach, why do we want to change? We did it this way. That's always hard. And so, it was all to me and our staff is all about can we get them to buy in the way we want to do it? And, and if we can get complete buy in, then I thought, all right, then we have enough pieces in place with the people that we brought in. And if, you know, if your quarterback plays well, if you can run the ball, if you, if your defense, you know, you, you lost all these starters on defense, how are they going to respond? You had all these question marks, but if we felt like if we could get them to buy in to each other, then we had a chance each, you know, each week. And we've been able to do that so far. Uh, Caveat is our best teams are coming, you know, our best teams are coming, you know, forward. And so um, how good we are, can we get to great? is still, you know, yet to be determined.
0: Exciting stuff. Coach, thank you again for joining us. We are uh, sponsored by RT Rogers Oil Company, West Virginia for your propane, your natural gas needs reach out to them, the number is on the screen. And uh, R.T. Rogers is a big fan of Liberty and Liberty has such a unique fan base. And you've mentioned a few times the crowd, you've mentioned the student section on halfway through your first season at Liberty. Uh, What are your thoughts on our fans? What are your thoughts on the engagement and the support that you are getting uh, from those fans? And is this something that you expected or?
3: You know, uh, I think I think you come in honestly on that not expecting anything. And, you know, um, obviously, uh, you know, at previous stops, I can see how uh, supportive, let's say, of the team they are and how they go after people they don't like. I can say that or, or, <laughs> or other programs they don't necessarily care about. And so I'm glad I'm on that side now. But, um, I mean, I've been, you know, from, from, our, from our home game environments, um, from just – the community, our, our you know our, our season ticket holders, the students. I mean, it is. If you've been to any of our away games, I mean, it's it's a second to none. This 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 place uh, is William Stadium is, is tremendous. It's an unbelievable home field advantage. We had an opponent leave a one of their one of their uh, itineraries behind in their locker room, and on it it said going to have 20,000-plus students behind you. you got to make sure you focus. It's a challenging environment. And that's what you want it to be. So that, to me, is, you know, if people are already seeing that, opposing teams see that or seeing that on video, um, that's pretty cool. And, you know, in the first the first night game we had there, when we start, you know, start doing Don't Stop Believing and the flashlight, <laughs> all that starts coming out. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around myself going, holy crap, this is pretty cool. You know, I'm, I've never been a part of anything like that. And so uh, I love that. And then, you know, I, I think our – Uh, I I try not to get too involved on social media as far as uh, I've been in it long enough to know you're, you know, when you're up, you're great. When you're down, you can be down. And so I think you got to just try to keep your distance as much as possible. But I I know the people uh, uh, that uh, care for Liberty care for uh, you know, our, our students, our, our our team uh, they're nothing but uh, positive on, Social media, they they talk a lot about how great our place is and who we are, and I think, you know, as as recruits, as uh, as future people see that, they want to say, hey, are these people genuine and sincere? You know, are they, are they just going to turn on us as soon as you lose this or that, right? And you see other fan fan bases do that, but our fan bases, our fan base has been tremendous, and of course, like I said, we're undefeated. So what what are we giving them to be mad about right now? But hey, you know, we only we all, we didn't cover last week, and everybody's mad. So I know.
0: No, I, I will never – you'll never hear that from me, Coach. I promise you that.
1: Hey, Coach, appreciate you so much uh, joining us tonight. Thanks for taking the time, and and uh, we'll look forward to supporting you guys back at home midweek on the mountain, Tuesday night, Middle Tennessee State. Make sure you guys get out there and, and support the Flames. Thanks again, Coach.
3: I appreciate y'all, flames.
1: flames.
0: Flames. Man, I could run through a brick wall right now. I'm fired up. I might yeah, that was, on another one of these kool-aids i don't know <laughs> <laughs> don't,
1: don't do that richie don't do that but no that's <laughs> awesome thanks so much uh coach chadwell uh, joining us and uh you know hopefully he can go and get some get some sleep now i mean getting in at 4 o'clock this morning it's been a long day for him i'm sure they've been out there practicing and watching film but uh, appreciate him uh taking some time out of his evening to to join us
0: absolutely you know uh you could just tell there's a different vibe around the program this year and and his demeanor and the way he's relaxed, uh, the way he's even keel throughout all situations uh, it has really been awesome to see. So uh, we got our next uh, segment coming up. Again, if you are joining us tonight, like, subscribe, uh, retweet, all that fun stuff. Facebook, YouTube. I can't keep track of everything. Uh, if you are watching later on on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, throw us a little four or five star rating. Leave a comment, all that stuff. It is much appreciated. But we are about to be joined by our main man, CT, cash and tickets. We're going to go over some locks, try to find some winners. We started 1-0 yesterday. Not a big deal, but you can't go undefeated unless you win the first game. So we're going to bring on CT, talk about cash and tickets.
2: Genius best and most flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond. But you can enjoy their craft roasted specialty beans anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there and it will be directly shipped to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the capital of the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at one of their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames club members and seasoned ticket holders. Now they'll please sponsor the podcast from a CRA. Hop over to www.ironcladcoffee.com now to get your Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way.
0: Welcome on our main man CT. I'm digging that. Is that a quarter zip? Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It is big time. Once you, once those leaves start to fall, uh, it is quarter zip season, uh, and it's also Absolutely. the season of winning football games. And as you can see, as I might have no. mentioned a little bit ago, what happened last <laughs> night, CT?
4: We all won except for Colby.
0: <laughs> we all won except for Colby. It's a shame because I like Colby, exactly. but. You come on the Liberty podcast, you can't fade the team of the podcast you're on.
4: No, that was his fatal mistake. I mean, maybe the rest of the picks will work out for him. But if he goes 0-9, we know why. It's because he didn't take Liberty.
0: Yes. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I was a little little worried at first. Uh, You go down 7-0 as four-and-a-half point uh, favorites. But it all worked out. We got a couple games going on tonight. Is UTEP still up a zillion?
4: Yeah, UTEP's up a zillion. Honestly, I took them like in an actual play. Um, mm-hmm. As we've learned, like trying to pick these a couple hours after the lines come out is crazy. And yeah. as I looked at things more, I was like, I really think UTEP UTEP could get this one. It's looking good for me right now there. Um, but yeah, it's Sam Houston, New Mexico State is going to be super interesting as well. Um, I mean, we may might be biased because of last week, but I, I think they mm-hmm. could get their first one in the season
0: i'm I'm all in on Pavia. I've said it a zillion times. I'll bet that kid against Georgia makes no bit of difference to me. But we Good got up. some locks. We got some games that that you are all in on, and I want to hear them because I had a big week last week. I want to keep I want to keep momentum going. So teach yeah. me, teach me something. Give me some winners,
4: yeah, absolutely. We've uh, had a couple weeks off from the locks just after the change in schedule and stuff like that. Hopefully, that reset is just a lot better. Um, for me and more conducive to to winning um, here on out. Um, First one, I I did text you about this uh, earlier today. I have to get uh, the Rutgers report from you. Um, And so I I went ahead and did a teaser. They're playing against Michigan State. Um, They're favored by about six points. So I brought that down to basically Rutgers' money line. Um, And I also have the under 46 with that, Um, bringing that up from the uh, total right now, which is 40 um Michigan State I've just been fading every game it's obvious why there um and I think Rutgers has had a good season I mean I know they lost last week to Wisconsin but they're still very impressive um and I'm sure you can uh give some more insight into that but um as well I don't think either of these teams can score um so I think Rutgers can score a bit more um but I, I don't think either of these teams can score so give me Rutgers to win and give me the under 46 do you like that? I do. Uh, when, when you
0: texted me that, I said, Rutgers runs – they don't run the RPO. They run the RO. They run the run or option. The passing – Gavin Wimsatt is never going to throw the ball. Uh, when he does, it, it, they're 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 trending towards like Army-Navy type situation where it's like, oh, my goodness, they passed the ball. So, no, absolutely. Can't bet the game because I'm in the state of New Jersey. But if sure. I was, I would take that lock. Next game, absolutely. this game, I am so fired up about. Yeah, um,
4: this is – this is probably one of the best games of the weekend. It's
0: one of the best. I think it's one of the best games of the season. Yeah, yeah.
4: And with that being the case, I mean, I know we already talked about it a tiny bit um, when we had the episode a couple of days ago, um, and I know some people in the in the comments were already like, "Oregon's absolutely winning this game." Like, what are you guys talking about? Um, but genuinely, I really, really like Washington in this spot. Um, the first thing to think about. His Bo Nix on the road is not the same Bo Nix as Bo Nix at home. It's completely different. He's a great quarterback regardless, but at home, he's a monster. I would never fade him. On the road, I'm going to fade him, especially in a spot like this. Um, On top of that, this is a purely a line read for me as well. Um, When you have two ranked teams they are competing against each other, and the home team is the higher ranked team, but they're a single-digit favorite, um, they cover the spread at a little over 70%. Wow. I like those odds on my side. Um, I'm trusting there's a reason Washington is favored outside of just uh, the home field advantage. Uh, so give me Washington minus three in that amazing matchup.
0: I'm, I'm in the same boat. I love Washington. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. was on my Heisman shortlist at the beginning of the year. I'm going to be kicking myself for not betting him in the beginning of the year. Uh, but I think he has all the talent in the world. What a foolish program Indiana is for letting him go. Uh, who who did he who did they beat? They beat Penn State, right? He scored the two-point conversion, just got over the line. Like that's when I went. Yeah, I was like, this kid's different. He's he's that he's that good. Uh, and on to game three. Pac-12 this year has become the most it's a shame it's dead because the Mm Pac-12 has become the most fun. A conference in it's, college football and another exciting game. Like if you would have said at the beginning of the year, like, Hey, UCLA, Oregon state's going to be a, a, a thriller. Be like, come on, you're a crazy person, but yeah,
4: absolutely. But it's going to be a thriller. Just like you said, um, it's a top 20 matchup. Both teams mm-hmm. are really good. I took UCLA last week um, in the upset over Washington state upset in terms of how people saw it. UCLA mm-hmm. was the favorite. Um, And again, just based on these ranked matchups, that's part of why I took them. Um, And so now I'm going to fade them. I'm going to take Oregon State at home. Uh, We tried to take Oregon State at home earlier this season. It didn't work out, but that's okay. I'm going to run it back with them for the same exact reasons as Washington um, and UCLA just fading off a little bit after that big win against Washington State.
0: I'm a, I'm a DJ we supporter. I think he had a raw deal at Clemson. Uh, I do like Oregon state in this game, but I love the over, you know, Chip Kelly's just going to be just moving Uh, Mm -hmm. Oregon state. The same, another banger of a game. Another one. This,
4: this week is incredible. Yeah. Um, And honestly,
0: three weeks ago, whenever it was, whether it was Ohio state, Notre Dame, like this is awesome.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And USC Notre Dame is just a classic game. Like, Um, On NBC every year, I remember like the Brady Quinn, Matt Lineart games Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like those were incredible. I mean, I think this is going to be another great matchup. Um, I think a lot of people right away are going to see USC as an underdog. Caleb Williams, the Heisman favorite. Why would you not take them with the points? And that's exactly why I'm taking Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Who wants to take Notre Dame after two losses? Ohio State, they almost lost to Duke. They lost again to Louisville. Their playoff uh, chances are basically done. Sam Hartman's chances, uh, Heisman's chances are basically done. Yet Notre Dame is still a favorite, and I think they're a favorite for a reason. I think this defense is going to be the first real defense USC has faced, and they've had some struggles. They've won, but they've had struggles. Um, So I think this line is very telling that Notre Dame is a favorite, even if it's at home. Um, And so I'm going to take Notre Dame minus 2.5 to get the upset over USC.
0: Yeah, and USC just refuses to play any semblance of a defense.
4: No defense uh, at all. Hartman's going to tear them up.
0: I have no lean on this. I have no lean on this game. Um, I'm getting dragged. Not I'm not getting dragged. Uh, and I don't think he's listening. But I'm going to my buddy's uh, 30th birthday party. I don't think he's listening. So I'm going to his surprise 30th birthday party on Saturday. Hopefully, night, so. he's not listening. Uh, no, I hope he's not. I don't. I highly doubt <laughs> he is. Uh, last last thing about that game this is the number one uniform game like if you have Notre Dame in their blue jerseys and the gold helmets and USC is in the scarlet jerseys this is the greatest college football uniform
4: game possible so that alone is worth (laughs) tuning in no doubt absolutely Um, and then just moving on to this last pick we're just doing a money line parlay keeping it nice and simple Uh, but we're taking it out to the west coast for all these games so we're going to have Utah, UNLV, and Air Force. Um, Cal, Cal's been kind of a sleeper team in some close games against big teams so far. Um, but this line, I don't think Cal has any chance going to Utah and performing well. They've performed a lot better at home. So just give me Utah to win this game outright. Same thing with UNLV. Nevada's just terrible. UNLV has been a sleeper this year. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, they've had some decent wins. So let's see UNLV um, get the win there. And then finally, Wyoming at Air Force, this is going to be a great game. You should tune in for this one, honestly, um, even despite the amazing games going on at the same time. Uh, but Wyoming had that big, big win against Fresno State last week, um, but they're not the same team when they're not in Laramie. Um, they That home field advantage is, I would say, it's a top five home field advantage in the country. Um, and when they go away, it's not the same. And this Air Force team is really, really solid. I don't know how I feel about laying the 10 and a half with a Service Academy team, but I really think they get that win outright. So put them all three together and get plus 100. and I think that's a great winner. You can't go wrong with
0: even money. But that that Wyoming mm-hmm. Air Force game, that's two top uh G5 teams, square all. Yeah, absolutely. Top uh, 10 G5 if, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. So super excited for that. Last lock, what do you got?
4: Yeah, last lock. So um, Kobe, uh, the other day on the podcast, he talked about JMU. We've all talked about JMU. We've yeah, talked about we um, outsiders think they should be ranked. They they say they're the top G five team, and we disagree. And um, we disagree highly. But I am going to take JMU on the money line uh, this weekend. It's minus one ninety. I think they get the win outright. I am. Some may say uh, I could be fading them. Uh, I could be taking them because you should fade me. Maybe that's the case. Maybe not. Um, But I'm going to take JMU. And uh, if I lose, so be it. Go Flames. Exactly. You're going down gambling.
0: Uh, Totally get it. Sometimes you got to put yourself in that uh, emotional hedge situation. But let's talk about last night's game. Uh, We all had Liberty minus four and a half. The over under was. 40-something, 50? Yeah, I, no, it was in the 50s. It was in the 50s? I yeah. just remember what it was live. Talk about last night's game from that gambling perspective. Yeah, Kind absolutely. of a wild ride. And,
4: and just to clarify, if anybody can't figure it out, I am trying to jinx JMU, and I want them to lose badly. Yes. So let's just get that out there. Um. Anyways, yeah, I said, again, on the podcast the other day, I said, I feel like this line says that Liberty is going to win. I thought it was going to be around 2.5 to 3, opened up 4.5. And it soared. It soared to six and a half, seven, to the point that I was worried, like, are we going to be able to cover this number? Like, this is a tough game, as we all were aware of. Um, But that line was very telling. It was telling in favor of the Flames. And we showed up and took care of business. Um, I think that was a great example of, again, why why I kind of take some of these plays the way I do. When a line doesn't make sense, be on the side that doesn't make sense. Um, and, again, Liberty, amazing second half. We've been, I feel mm-hmm. like, a first-half team. We talked about yeah. that as well. Um, but we showed up for second half. Um, we outcoached them. We outplayed them. It was a great win all around. Yeah, I did have a little live sprinkle uh, during the game. I mm-hmm. took Liberty minus, I
0: think it was ten and a half and a live think. under, yeah. which it hit, just a little little, something-something. Little, little but uh, that's uh, some gambling chat. Let's bring back on our main man, john manson john how was uh how did we sound do we sound like we know what we're talking about
1: you guys are great you're killing it and uh, that was a lot of fun and and hey did you hear coach chadwell said he was upset you know he knew people were upset when uh, the flames didn't cover I, I know i know that hit you in a special place richie
0: i was you know what i always said first time i ever did this uh like two years ago i said you 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 win for the fans you cover for the alumni uh, so I, I can appreciate uh, Coach Shavel, But at the end of the day, I'd much rather have a Liberty win. I'm sure we all would rather a Liberty win uh, than a, a, a covering a point spread at the end of the day. But uh, if you are watching live, you can see on our screen we have our statistical leaders. If you are watching uh, the next day or uh, later on, we ha- are going to talk a little bit about some of the, the, the flames that are standing out right now. So, uh, John, you pick one player on this on this list right now that you think uh, deserves first conversation?
1: Well, that that's difficult. We could talk about them all. Uh, I, I guess I'll start with Brylon Green. Um, you know, the, the play, the plays he had been able to make just just amazing. I mean, we saw it just the other night, last night, right against uh, against Jacksonville State. That interception right before half, and it, you know, that was after the Salter fumble. It looked like the momentum was kind of turning back towards them. If if they go in there and, and score at least three, or or even get in the end zone and take the lead into the half and then they get the ball to start the second half, you know, how does that change the second half, right? Uh, but but Bryan Green's been playing amazing. He's got four interceptions, four pass breakups, 12 tackles. Uh, but, you know, it's his play. He really looks like a center fielder out there. When, the way he tracks those balls, and he's also doing it. Another thing, and, and maybe I should knock on wood when I say this, is he's also a punt returner. And those of you that have followed the Flames any amount of time, uh, a lot of our most recent punt returners, have had issues fielding the ball cleanly. And again, knock on wood, we haven't had that issue to this point this year. Uh, Rodden Green's done a good job. He hasn't necessarily made explosive plays in the return game, but that's not what you want all the time, especially with this offense as dynamic as it is. Just get them the ball and let them do the work, and and he's done that. So I think he has uh, uh, NFL potential and NFL Uh, possibilities in his future, especially if he can focus on football. I know he loves baseball, but if he can focus on football, I think that's where his future is. And uh, we could see him playing on Sundays as a a defensive back.
0: One of the things that's kind of gone under the radar a little bit is Liberty has a, and I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but Liberty has an an above average uh, starting field position, their field position, their net field position. I think a big part of that is Uh, coming from some of the punt returns. Uh, One of the players, I think, was a question mark, and and not just this player specifically, but the entire room uh, being the wide receiver room, and that's CJ Daniels. Uh, Seems to be fully healthy. Some injury stuff last year. Really has become that big play guy when needed. Um, Thoughts on that, uh, John and CT?
4: I would say, I mean, with CJ, it's been a very, very welcome sight just to see the way he's performed. As you said, there is question marks about the depth of this wide receiver room, and I haven't heard that since week one in reality. Um, CJ and the rest of the room, um, but we'll talk about CJ as the leader, has stepped up tremendously. Um, Of course, the offense puts them in positions to succeed. But they still need to step up to the plate, and he's taken that and run with it. Um, the connection connection he has with Salter is incredible. You could just see Salter points, and Daniels is there running to the ball, and he's good to go. And then Salter just puts a little touch on it, and it's a touchdown every single time. Um, so it's been amazing to see uh, what CJ's done. I've been really, really happy with it. Um, in an offense that is rush based, um, and yet he's performed really fantastic
1: yeah i mean you can't say enough about cj daniels the play he's had i mean he's become that go-to receiver guy that salter's looking at uh another guy i'll highlight at, at the receiver position while we're talking about him he's not on the screen here but uh Trayon sibley i mean he's mm-hmm. a guy that i think most of us kind of counted him out i mean as we're i mean even in, in the training camp and lead up to the season like you know i apologize for that cuz i i counted Trey on out like i just didn't include him as, as a guy that that i thought would make a big you know contribution on the field but uh, he's been there every week and, and made some big uh catches he did it against jacksonville state and and uh and we've also you know i know he's probably got the strongest hands on the team at the receiver room but we've also seen him be able to use his speed get out in space and, and break some long uh pass plays and turn him into from a 15 yard gain into a into a you know 70 yard touchdown like he had against uh uh what was that fiu game i think it was Ooh. but uh he's done great and and Richie, I don't think we can we can say enough about uh the job uh Q Cooley has done. I mean, Quentin has just been a beast. We saw it last night, and uh he's allowed this uh offense to really take that next leap.
0: Yeah, averaging uh just just under six yards a carry is insane. And and to know that when you have a you you need a guy to get you a first down, whether it's fourth and fourth and one, third and short that know we don't need to do the tush push we got a guy that's gonna put his head down put it put his foot in the dirt and just barrel through uh defensive linemen so uh great to see and what's cool i think is that you could you could say you know you mentioned sibley uh you could talk about uh kobe behind brylan like all like there are multiple players deep at each of these position groups which is awesome and and uh, there's a great lead-in to, to, to Brylon Green, who is tied for the lead in the entire nation, not just Conference USA, not just G5, but in all of Division I football with four interceptions. And he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. True sophomore. True sophomore. Yeah. Imagine that. And uh, there it is. Uh, it was awesome to see. And, you know, we, we've kind of mentioned – Yes, this is not the goal. Uh, This is just a step on the ladder. Uh, And if you're watching live, you can see it. Liberty has punched their ticket for a fifth consecutive bowl trip. Uh, And I remember in 2019, that, that first bowl season of being like, And like looking at, like, we got to win this game and and we can't have too many teams win. And then, and just, and it all worked out. And that was the start of something special. So,
1: thoughts on that, boys? Yeah, it was funny this morning. I got a text from my mom saying, Oh, what what bowl do you think Liberty is going to go to? I'm like, Mom, it's like early October. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, uh, but I mean, you know, getting to a bowl is great, and being able to do it a fifth straight season—I mean, how many teams have done that? Not many. Uh, it, it's shown how much this this program has grown, and 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 think about it. I mean, what? five years ago, was it that we were hoping to win six games every mm-hmm. year? And, and now it's kind of become expected and uh, almost an afterthought, if you will. Uh, but, you know, that that's one thing. It's just a step of, of growth for the program. And I think moving into Commerce USA, it's it's just uh, going to continue to kind of snowball and and uh, I've had some of the best uh, fan experiences of my life uh, going to bowl games. And uh, anybody out there you, you, that has not been to a bowl game, you need to plan for it. You know, take, mm-hmm. take the family on a, on a trip around Christmas break or, or wherever it is. And if it's something you can get to, it, it's so much fun. Take three, four days there and, and, and just uh, have a lot of fun. But until then, we'll, we'll continue focusing on uh, this Conference USA Slate, which starts uh, this coming week. Uh, against Middle Tennessee?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I uh, have read the book on Middle Tennessee State. Uh, not, I wouldn't say underwhelming, but I think they had a little bit higher expectations than uh, where they're at right now. Uh, you can see on the screen, ranked 115, uh, scoring defense, giving up a little uh, more than 30 points a game and scoring a little bit more than 20 points. Uh, A game CT, any thoughts on middle Tennessee state, anything we should be looking towards as we uh, have a little bit of a,
4: a a break uh, until uh, next Tuesday. It feels like it's a really big break, but in reality, it's just Mm -hmm. a normal, like a Saturday to Saturday, but it's a Tuesday to Tuesday now. Um, But that being the case, I would say when you look at the schedule with the game we just had and the game that we have after middle Tennessee, which is Western Kentucky, this is a game that you know could be what we call Jacksonville State early in the season, which is a trap game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, now that being the case, I'm not concerned about that with this team with this coaching staff. We heard mm-hmm. about the mentality from Coach Chadwell earlier, um, and I think that has been very evident in every game they've played about just how strong uh, will they are and how focused they are on one game at a time. Um, what I do like as well. Um, in this matchup, I think it's a lot like the Buffalo matchup. Middle Tennessee has a decent passing attack. They're top 50 in the nation. Um, As you see here, Elijah Metcalf has been um, one of their impact players. Um, But their rushing attack has been bottom 30 or so in FBS, which, again, is very much like Buffalo. And we've thrived when we can focus on that passing defense, first of all, um, and not have to worry um, about the rush defense as much. Um, So I think it's going to be a really good matchup for our defense. I think our offense takes care of itself no matter who the opponent is. Um, And I think it's going to be a really good uh, spot for the team.
1: Yeah, and I I think one thing with uh, Middle Tennessee is, you know, and I feel like we said this almost every week, but they're 2-5 and on the season. But, again, look at their schedule. They started off the Mm -hmm. year – at Alabama and at Missouri, so uh, obviously some uh, steep competition. And and Missouri, I mean, they were competitive in that game. And uh, what was the final score? Looking at it here, twenty-three to nineteen. And that that's a Missouri team that's uh, they they were undefeated up until uh, I think last week. They they lost to LSU in, in a close game, but uh, and, and also you know, uh, they got their first win in Conference USA play last night. First uh, uh, Division One win uh, so far, or first FBS win. They, they've been an fcs team earlier in murray state but uh last night over louisiana tech but um also uh they play this jacksonville state team a couple weeks ago and they were leading 21 to 3 at halftime so let's just let that sink in for a second they were up 21 to 3 at halftime on on jacksonville state so 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 they have a, a chance to to put put up some points they have a chance to to challenge the flames and I, I agree with CT. I, I, you can't overlook this team. It is that kind of typical trap game. But, um, you know, I, I trust this coaching staff. And until they uh, prove otherwise, uh, I'll continue to trust trust them.
0: Absolutely. And we could see top of the conference USA standings. Uh, the two teams that, that were expected to be there remain there. Uh, and that is Liberty and Western Kentucky. And we are 13 days away from that uh matchup that we've all been looking forward to now we are a podcast of the people and we have some questions from some fans in the chat what are conference usa bowl tie-ins for though i assume that says winter winner either or john where could we be bowling
1: yeah, well, uh, you know, you just got to check out a dot each and every week. I got an article that updates that uh, uh, where where Liberty is being projected and, and also the tie ins. If you scroll on down towards the bottom of the article, it's included in there. But a uh, quick rundown, it, it's a lot of the same bowl games that Liberty had tie ins with as an independent. Uh, the Boca Raton Bowl, the the uh, yeah, that's where we went last year and had a good good time. The Cure Bowl uh the Idaho uh Boise Bowl First Responders Bowl uh there's also uh one in Louisiana uh, New Orleans Bowl I believe it's called so so there's a few different um few different tie-ins but those are some of the ones I I think one thing you, you know it, it, I don't think it really fluctuates much where we'll end up playing based on how we do the only thing that that where that could change cuz they they try to is remember back in the old days like when i was a kid following college football it was like okay the first place team in in the acc Mm -hmm. gets the orange bowl second place team gets the peach bowl or whatever the case is uh that's not really the case anymore and it's certainly not the case for Commerce usa they try to do it based on how many tickets they think you'll sell and how many, uh, how competitive the game can be. So uh, I, I think the better we do, the, the better matchup we could get. Like I've seen an Auburn. Wouldn't that be interesting uh, if we faced Auburn in a bowl game? But seen that as a, as a projected matchup, I've seen uh, Marshall uh, who, who's having a really good season. Uh, so, so I'm really looking forward to, to seeing who we could play. But, and again, not to put the cart before the horse, but if we were to run the table, get to 13-0, and 0, winning the Conference USA Championship game, we have a chance. We would be on the short list of teams in conversation for a New Year's Six Bowl game because uh, that goes to the highest – uh non-power five highest ranked non-power five conference champion and uh, like I said just a minute ago according to fPI we're already in the top five there and so we got to start pulling for some of these other teams to lose that are ahead of us right and and uh, obviously we have to win but uh you know it, it makes it makes a lot of fun you know if we weren't uh in, in conference usa it's kind of like uh eh, We'll probably end up in the Cure Bowl or, or the Myrtle Beach Bowl and, and or the Frisco Bowl or something like that and and keep it moving. But uh, real exciting.
0: I I'm I'm thrilled. Uh, it's going to be fun to to be in that situation where we're rooting against teams in conference championship games and just hoping like hope this if hey if these two teams lose. We got a backdoor shot to go to a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. I couldn't imagine the menace I would be at a New Year, New Year's Six Bowl, uh, wherever that would be. Chad, any more questions from the fans, or are we kicking it over to the voicemail?
2: How we doing? How we doing, uh, podcast? Uh, first things first, this is JC, by the way. I uh, need to clear my name just in case uh, anyone like Chad thought that I was the one calling John a casual on Twitter. It was not me. I love John, have the utmost respect for John. I've only DM'd him once or twice because I have a fear of him seeing it's me and then not bothering to open it, so I just avoid that altogether. Uh, <clears throat> Rich, I need to see a Kool-Aid Jammer slam before this voice smells over. Your time starts now. Anyway, uh, 6-0, it feels good. Never a doubt from over here in Statsland, but I am curious, John and Richie, did you think before the season started that we would be here at 6-0? I know y'all expressed concern at roster turnover and coaching change. So I'm curious, is this safe safe Right, did you really think that we'd be here a few months ago? And if not, who was your concern? What was the team that was coming up? Love y'all, always a pleasure to hear your voices. Uh, go flames, baby.
0: Well, I'll answer that so I can get to my Kool Aid uh jammer as uh JC had requested. I thought five and one. Um, when the season started, I thought five and one. My guess was Buffalo, that was a huge swing and a miss. Um, I just figured, you know, new coaching staff, a whole bunch of new players, not sure who the quarterback was going to be. I thought five and one. I didn't really know exactly where that one was going to be. And I'm glad there isn't a one. Uh, But I thought five and one and continue.
1: Well, uh, it's hard for me to talk with Reggie doing this, uh, on video, but props to him, but Hey, JC, great, uh, great question. Don't ever, uh, be ashamed or scared or intimidated. Send the DMS, let them fly. I'm happy to answer them. And, uh, uh, I appreciate your, uh, your, your banter on, on Twitter. Twitter's Twitter's a fun place. It, it can get, get a little rowdy at times, but, but it's all in fun. It's all in love. But uh, yeah, I mean, and great, great, uh, great question. I, I I did not think we'd be 6-0. and I thought we'd have uh, some struggles early on. I think I was kind of vocal about that early in the season and in the, in the lead-up to the year. Uh, honestly, I thought we'd probably be 4-2 and right now. I thought Jacksonville State w- was going to be a likely loss. And, and then I thought one of either Buffalo or Richie, New Mexico State, or FIU. I thought we would slip up one of those three. Um, just because, again, new coaching staff, a lot of roster turnover. People trying to figure out where they fit. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what role they have. And I, I just thought it would take us a little bit of time to get to get our sea legs under us. And and fortunately, we were able to do that much quicker than I anticipated. And while also pulling out some wins. Uh, what about what about you, uh, CT?
4: I'm very similar to Richie. I thought it was going to be five and one. I wasn't sure where that loss was going to be. Uh, if if you made me guess it was gonna be Jacksonville State just because of that five day turnaround um, and our problems with them in the past and them having rich rod. Um, but I was thinking five and one and who knows where that loss is gonna come, but I would be ecstatic with that. Um, and we're six and no oh, um, and it's even better. So um, it's very exciting. you cannot complain about a thing. love everything this coaching staff is doing and it's we can go to the moon who knows what's in store for us the rest of the season. Uh
0: it it really is just an incredible time to be not just a fan of Liberty football but a fan of Liberty Athletics in general. Thank you so much to coach Chadwell who joined us this evening. Thank you uh, to all of our uh, supporters who are watching right now and whatever medium you are, is much appreciated. Uh all, you know, all the love on Twitter, all the hate on Twitter. It's uh, as John said, it's super fun to get out there and interact. Uh, with flame fans from all around the country and all around the world. So, and, and uh, thank will, you to
1: thank you to Dennis for uh, popping yes. in and, and having a guest appearance, yeah. asking uh, Coach Chadwell a question. And, and Reagan, was, she's man, she she's the next uh, Emily Austin. Am, am I right?
0: I think so. She's got. We got to see if we can get her on the sidelines uh, uh, one day with EA. But uh, we will see you next Wednesday night. Right? We are uh, transitioning away from the Sunday night shows. Uh, And we will be uh, Wednesday night to recap Middle Tennessee State and start to look forward to the big Western Kentucky game. So, as always, thank you so much for supporting us. Stay blessed, stay fly, stay hydrated, and we'll see you next Wednesday.